Hello, and God bless you. Before the introduction, I want to pray and speak a blessing to each and every person who's listening. However, this week I'm also asking each of you to please pray for our young people who are falling victim to illness, sickness, and disease. Although there are several that I know of personally, I won't single any of them out with the exception of one, and her name is Mandy Williams. I'm calling her name because her mother specifically asked that her prayer partners would spread her daughter's name in request for prayer. Mandy is having an autoimmune issue, which is also affecting her with a form of psychosis. Mandy is a very young teenager, but she's not the only young person who's under attack. I have a great niece, a baby that I love like a grandson, a young woman who I love like a granddaughter, as well as the sons, daughters, grandsons, and granddaughters of some of you who are listening. There are others that are younger and older than Mandy. So my sisters and brothers, I'm asking each of you to please pray. Also at this time, I would like to open up the podcast for anyone else who would need or want the names of their loved ones mentioned specifically for prayer. Although I pray for those who listen to the podcast on a daily basis, sometimes one may have the need with specific requests. Get them to me and I will call them out during this time of the podcast. Also, when and if you send them, please specify whether or not you want the names mentioned out loud over the broadcast. Father, I pray, petition, and make requests to you with thanksgiving that you will bless your sons and daughters who listen to the messages and podcasts that I believe you've given me. Father, may they be blessed and prosper in all they do according to your word and your will. I pray and petition you, Lord, that they and their families will walk in divine health and that their days upon the earth will be long and fruitful. I pray for Mandy Williams, as well as my great niece, the baby that I love like another grandson, the young woman that I love like a granddaughter, and so many other young people who are under physical, mental, and emotional attacks. Let them all know you as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our God who heals. I ask, Father, again that they would all walk in divine health and free from pain, whether that pain is physical, emotional, or psychological. I petition you, O Lord, that we would all hear your voice clearly and concisely and that all they put their hands to will be blessed. I pray and make requests to you, Father, that each and every one of your sons and daughters who are listening, along with their families, will walk in covenant with you all the days of their lives. May their covenant blessings with you be generational to the thousandth generation, Jesus, should you tarry. I make these requests, petitioning you, Father, with thanksgiving, in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. I'm Prophet Beatrice Valerie Nero, and I welcome you to another episode of the podcast, This is the Voice of the Prophet. This week, I'll be sharing with you our final episode of the series entitled, Hard and Strange Fruit. 
A couple of weeks ago, our father brought us back into Luke 13, where Jesus gave the parable of the landowner and the caretaker. After three years had passed, the landowner gave the instructions to cut the non-bearing fruit tree down, but the caretaker said, let it alone for another year. I believe our father has given us a time limit. Is it a year? I don't know, but I do know that our time is limited and the body of Christ must begin to produce true fruit that can be a benefit to the body of Christ as well as those around us in order to glorify the Father. God will not continue to allow his sons and daughters to be wounded to the extent that they have been in these past decades. Hard and strange fruits cause deep and serious wounds. The fruits that should be presented and given to the body of Christ must be fruit that will nourish and bring health to the church. The church doesn't just need the gifts, but it needs to be fed, nourished, sustained, and maintained with love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, kindness, patience, long-suffering, and self-control. This is what fruit is supposed to provide for the body of Christ, rather than what's being given, which is presently strange and hard. Having said all that's been said within the past three weeks, let me add that those who have been affected, hurt, and harmed by those with hard and strange fruits also have a responsibility. When someone is manipulated by others with those ungodly fruits, it definitely affects the good fruits that are trying to be produced. If you put a mildewed orange in a basket with good, firm, fresh oranges, I assure you, Within a matter of a few days, the good oranges will begin to mildew also. Jesus said that good trees bear good fruit and bad trees bear bad fruits. But it's up to each of us to make sure that our good fruits are not corrupted and spoiled by someone else's contaminated fruits. In Romans 11, Paul spoke of grafting wild olive branches onto the natural olive tree. For the Gentiles to whom he was speaking, that was a great analogy. However, using that same analogy, we cannot allow branches from bad fruit trees to be grafted into the good fruit trees that are growing within us. It's our responsibility to assure that no one steals or corrupts our fruits. When I was a little girl, my great-grandmother had what back then was considered a very big backyard, even though we lived in the city of New Orleans. In her yard was a big, big tree, a peach and a Japanese plum tree. She also had sugarcane growing that we absolutely loved to chew on. Even our little dog knew how to chew the cane and enjoyed it. We were so little at that time that we couldn't climb the peach or plum tree, so we had to wait until an adult came to give us the fruit from those trees. However, the fig tree was another matter. We could and would climb that tree as long as it had figs. It didn't matter how much we itched. We wanted those figs. But as we grew older and got heavier, the limbs would break. 
So my great-grandmother began to forbid us from climbing her fig tree. But kids being kids, when we could, we would sneak into the backyard and steal those sweet fruits. I mean, what kid, when having the opportunity, wouldn't help themselves to such sweet, low-hanging fruits? And yes, even when they were higher up. And so it is with the enemy. At every opportunity, he will steal our fruits. Whenever the enemy is given a chance, he will definitely take from us without permission in various ways our love, joy, peace, and all the rest of the fruits that we have so diligently and carefully tried to produce throughout the years. Fruit trees can be damaged and violated in many ways which would cause them to stop producing. Perhaps after a storm such as Katrina or Ida, where trees were shaken, it may take a while for them to produce again, if ever. When experiencing traumatic events in our lives, we can also stop exhibiting and producing our joy and peace. After my husband died, I thought I would never feel joy again. As I've learned throughout the years, that was only a part of the grief I was experiencing at that time. It was a temporary situation, but my joy not only returned, it increased. However, there's a difference, a huge difference between fruits being stolen or one being damaged by natural causes. Another way that damage can be inflicted is when a fruit is picked wrongly. When that happens, it can definitely bring great injury to the tree. But we as Christians and followers of Christ must realize that we don't have to just stand and let people hurt, mishandle, misuse, and defeat us by robbing us of our fruits. Having the fruit of the Spirit does not mean that we are weak or dumb. Wisdom is not a fruit given to us by God. It's a character that we must seek him for, one that must be developed as we learn from him. Proverbs 1, 7 says that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. James 1 and 5 tells us if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. God gives us wisdom so that we will know how to act, move, and respond accordingly at the appropriate times. We don't have to stay in places and situations where people are robbing, misusing, misappropriating, or damaging our fruits. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. When fruits of the Spirit are taken from us by force or in ways that God never ordained, the damage can be irreparable. Some years ago, I was the guest speaker at a conference in the Catskills of New York. One of the last songs that was played by the praise team contained the words telling the enemy that he could not have our joy, he could not have our peace, etc., as blood-washed Christians, we have not only the authority, but also the responsibility to tell the enemy to take his hands off our fruit, especially during the times that it should be evident to us 
as to what he's attempting. One of the things that I'm known for in ministry is saying to the body of Christ that if anyone has a problem with me as a prophet or prophets in general, and they would prefer that I not minister to them, they can say no. I will go on to explain that we should be careful and aware of who we allow to minister to us prophetically. When a prophet, pastor, or whoever speaks to an individual spiritually, they are or should be speaking from what's been given to them by the Holy Spirit in their spirit into the spirit of the person they're ministering to. We must be careful and aware of what or who we allow to pour out into our spirits. Those with hard and strange fruits will minister with their hard and strange fruits into others. A person who's going through marital problems shouldn't let someone else who's also going through marital problems be the one speaking into their spirits. If a couple is going through divorce and they're in ministry, then they should sit down until they know that they are healed rather than laying hands on other couples who may also be struggling. A drug addict cannot allow another drug addict to help him or her get set free. And so it is with the fruits of the spirit. One who has no fruits or is struggling with their love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, goodness, patience, long-suffering, or self-control is definitely not one who should be ministering to the body of Christ. Hence, when God pulled my spiritual coattail, asking me, where did I think I was going to minister prophetically with no fruit? Again, we have a responsibility to others as well as ourselves to not allow the enemy through whatever means he may attempt to use to steal, damage, and destroy our fruits or the fruits of others. As with other topics shared in the podcast, there is so much more that I could continue with on this matter of the fruits of the Spirit. However, I do believe that God is directing me to close it out at this time. I can only pray that you've received all that our Father has wanted me to share with you and that you will benefit in every way from this series. So my sisters and brothers, until next week, may God bless and keep you until our Savior returns. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I ask that each of you would share this podcast with others and always remember that it's available for listening on every podcast server and app. I continue to ask you for your support through your prayers. You can contact me through my email at amiteagle at charter.net. That's A M I. T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net and through the Facebook post or Facebook messenger. Thank you again for your prayers and support and may God bless each and every one of you.